and welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight, and we have one other very special Infinity Bro with me. It is Mark Jones. I'm here. I'm back. Old reliable. Old reliable. Good old Marky Mark. Marky Mark in the funchy. Funky Every Infinity Bro has a red phone that they pick up and it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm already on it. Like, yep, it's like under a glass case, like in each of our each of our houses. And whenever we need you, we're just we just go down to the red phone and Mark always answers every always answer, single always time. there. Day or night, rain or shine. All reliable Mark Jones. Back. <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here to talk about Star Wars, Andor, and Tales of the Jedi. Some, wow, some fantastic content that we are very excited to talk about. But if you're new here, thank you so much for checking us out. You can uh, find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, uh, all the things, and theinfinitybros.com for all your Infinity Bros needs. We have some sick merch that you can go pick up um you'll find beautiful looking zane ellis who was supposed to join us tonight but had uh, uh some things come up um but you can find him on our store page page rocking some of our awesome infinity bros merch so make sure to go check that out you can also check out many worlds tavern pretty amazing coffee company that we uh partner with you can use the infinity bros code to get 10 percent off your order and not gonna lie guys uh this coffee is fantastic i just ordered some new stuff electric sheep which i have this card here actually i'm uh kind of showing the uh youtube audience here they they give they give these like game tokens uh for like magic and stuff like that you got some too yes kittens and they're kittens on them like max absolutely adores these things because i'm i'm not a coffee involved. drinker but i get it from my dad and last time i was at my dad's he's like this stuff was good you should give me more of it and i was like all right nice i'll, I'll get you more there you go cool and so i if you have a i just got coffee. this i got this electric sheep which is actually decaf my wife is 33 pregnant weeks pregnant right now and she has started to like back off of caffeine so she's like I kind of think I want some decaf. So I was like, all right, let's check out the decaf. And she says it tastes just as good as their, their other coffee that we've purchased. So good decaf is good because I mean, the decaf that I have consumed is most of the time (laughs) not worth drinking. So (laughs) I've never had decaf, but on that note, I also got instant coffee for my father-in-law and he hasn't Mm -hmm. had it yet, but, um, Cause he's the instant coffee guy. Cause he's like, well, I'm yeah. for coffee when I can just stir it to microwave it. He's, he's one of those guys. So interesting. Like, yep. Um, so interesting to me. It has to be perfect. I remember when I, when we were there, when Maggie was born for like, we were there for like a month and then with storms, like really couldn't come back home. Um, he would like, when he would hold her, he, I'd go make him coffee. And like, I sometimes wouldn't do it right. And he would, he he was so, he's always nice. He's like, <laughs> would pick give it, it another try. <laughs> like literally like, <laughs> I, all I do is pour a spoonful of coffee in a cup. How did I mess that up? Like it was. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, that reminds me of well, first of all, at work. So I work at a hospital, and we have 
instant coffee, but it's the uh-huh. like they have the big coffee machines and it's literally like a syrup concentrate that you like put in there and then like just the hot water dilutes it basically. So it's not good coffee, but like that. And then that always reminds me of church coffee. Like you go into like, you know, these, some of these, and you know what I'm talking about, Mark, growing up in small town, Minnesota, going into these church basements and they have this piping hot coffee that you cannot drink for like 10 minutes when you pour it. I know that it's too well right now. It's so hot that you literally cannot drink it for at least 10 minutes. And then when you drink it, it's the worst coffee you've ever had in your entire life. It's so bad. It's like brown water. (laughs) Like it's yeah. Every every small town church has this, by the way. It's it's like a thing. So like the church also has instant coffee, too. And I was thinking back to my father-in-law. It's like like yours was a syrup at work. Mm-hmm. Both, like I don't like coffee and like the instant coffee is like worse than regular coffee but the instant coffee that they both have it looks like chew like like, oh, like yeah. tobacco like chew yeah. it's like oh mm. it's like so off-putting like mix it anyways yes yeah yeah not would not be my first choice but one of my first choices would be mini world tavern so make sure you guys check that out good stuff by the way and my dad's kind of coffee snob so you know it's good coffee i'm just saying that i'm just gonna put that out there yeah i also i wouldn't say i'm a coffee snob because i still drink the terrible um hospital coffee like i'll drink any coffee basically but i obviously prefer the good stuff which many world tavern has plenty of choices that are the good stuff I'm working so off tangent, but about coffee, it's subject I like <laughs> would care less about. But I'm just thinking about my dad again. Like he's saying, like, oh, you'll drink anything. My dad was also like, yeah, he's a snob. He likes his good coffee, but he has gone to every like fast food place that has coffee. And he and I know people don't agree with this. He says McDonald's has the best fast food coffee. Really? And I think that's, that's interesting. That's wild, but I've heard. I mean, I actually don't mind that. McDonald's coffee. Like, it's not that bad. But I, I'm not. I don't normally get my coffee from fast food places, so I've never tasted a lot of other fast food coffee. I guess he'll so. go in just to get coffee. Like that's how much he likes it. So like, I think that's that's wild. And then he becomes like a, you know, he has to get his coffee and whole beans and grind them. But like you know, McDonald's is like it's serviceable. <laughs> Okay. Yep, All right. And is. it has the Mark Jones dad stamp of approval. Many Worlds Tavern. Use code the Infinity Bros for 10% off your order. Good stuff. All right, Mark. Are you re- ready to get into Andor and Tales of the Jedi? I've been waiting to talk about Andor. Yes. I just oh my gosh. Okay. I'm fine with. But like, I, I don't think I've been on a pod. I want to talk Andor. about Tales of the Jedi first because I feel like we're going to talk about Andor more. I'm along for the ride. This is. Okay. I watched, I caught up on everything because I hadn't watched Tales of Jedi, which I finished in a day because I didn't know. Which... Okay, well, we'll it's, go into it. We'll it's, go into it. it's short. It's yeah. short. It's good stuff. Anyways, uh, for those of you guys who are new listeners, we have a special rating system on the Infinity Bros podcast that we want you to be familiar with. So we'll play that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. So, guys, Tales of the Jedi um, is this little short um, series that came out not too long ago. Just like was it last week that it came out? Uh, Wednesday, October 26th. Yeah, so it's been a little over a week. 
Um, but it kind of just snuck up on us. Honestly, I feel like we, we like knew it was coming out, but like they, I got, I got a reminder like a week before it came out and I was like, Oh, that's coming out next week already. Yeah. I okay. remember hearing that cool. that was going to be a project they were going to do. And then that was the last time I really like paid attention to it. I don't know if they had a trailer. I didn't see it. Like this was like, I went into this totally blind to what I was like to what I was seeing. So like that, I think made it more exciting for me. So, yeah. Yep. And so this is a short six uh, episode series of shorts. Basically, each of these episodes are around like 10 minutes long Um, animated show in the style of kind of Clone Wars Rebels, mostly Clone Wars. It has Dave Filoni as the creator so like he definitely was like let's get let's get the team back together to do the animation <laughs> let's round up the boys let's <laughs> yeah. go around to round three actually because season seven of clone wars was like last was that, that was last year already and bad on Batch disney plus season two comes and out that, oh yeah gosh that's coming up too oh my gosh so much Star Wars i only know that because after i was like finishing this series it was like bad batch comes out january 2023 and i'm like all right let's buckle up Buckle up, guys. Oh, my gosh. OK, well, before we get too deep into it, I do want to say that we are going to be spoiling this entire series. There's not a whole lot of spoilers in this. They're just shorts. They're really fun. They're cool. But if you don't want to be spoiled by them, go ahead and pause this episode. Go watch those episodes. It will only take you a total of like two hours, I think, to watch all of the shorts combined. Not two even hours? like not, not, not even. even. Yeah, they're like 10 minutes a piece or six of them, like a like little a, over like an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Yeah. So go watch those quick and then come back and listen to our uh, to our review. Yeah, totally yeah, worth yeah. it. I was, I was so anyways, about to go into a review because I'm so like, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So anyways, here is our spoiler warning. This is prepare yourself at Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Order. All right, guys, Tales of the Jedi. Mark, I'm just going to give you the floor. What did you think of this show? And uh, do you want more of it? I, to, to quick recap it, if they're doing this with like main characters, you know, with like filler, I, I, filler is a bad word, but basically like giving you like, hey, here's what happens between episodes or even even pre-episode one, like stories, love it. To me, it's like, if you're doing this, give me, it can even be this short, six episodes of 20 minutes of Shadows of the Empire. Do that for Ooh. me, please. Dave Filoni, go do it. <laughs> oh I've my gosh. A, a Shadows of the Empire, it can be a mini series. it can be animated, I don't care. It doesn't have to this be live is, action. Gosh, I, Mark. Shadows of the Empire is my favorite, like, Star Wars lore, and I want more of it, because it ties, and it also ties into, like, even Andor, you can do a show without a Jedi in the star Wars world. And it still works. And if you do it right, it's amazing. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Andor has shown us that you don't need lightsabers. You don't need blasters. You don't need the force. You don't need any of that stuff to create a good story. So that would be, we'll, we'll come back. To that. I, I have some more comments on that. What you just said, but back, back to tales of the Jedi. So I came into this basically not knowing what was going to be told. I just, you know, Tales of the Jedi, I'm assuming every episode has a Jedi. And the first episode was like a good, like starter off, like what you're kind of expecting. It really wasn't, again, like a ton of action. It was like the Ahsoka story, right? Like that's, you know, that was the first episode from remembering. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's the and Ahsoka that one, as a baby. It kind of seemed yep. like, 
I was like, and then the next few episodes, like, is this like the Dooku story? And they just like back, yes. back oh door, like this is how Dooku Dude, became Dooku. The Dooku episodes are fantastic. Those yeah. are oh, they're so good. Um, yeah. But so like, overall, I would give keep this going. a six out of six. It was just it was it was short, sweet, to the point. It was concise and told a gripping like some of those had gripping stories, like the the second episode where it's like young Qui Gon mm-hmm. Jin and. Yeah. Uh, Master Dooku going to that planet to like save the senator's son and then figure out the senator is like being bad to the people and the senator's son figures it out and basically you kind of like get the glimpse of Dooku is kind of a bad well we know he's a bad guy but like you know he did some bad stuff and then but you get to see you get to see like the humanity that you don't see yeah. in the the full episodes of like when he was a Jedi and, and, and he's seeing story, both sides right yes you see through the story from each like the episodes like how he kind of does turn to that like he was already probably on the brink but then like he sees how people are being treated how people think of the jedi and then my favorite episode would probably be the one with him and yaddle because i didn't know uh what happens to yaddle oh we've we put a spoiler warning he basically fights yaddle and defeats her so like the other version like the female version of yoda so i was i was intrigued that they they let her have lines and that it wasn't that it wasn't like Yoda's lines, like all backwards <laughs> grammarly. Like that's not a that's not a race thing. That's just a Yoda yeah. thing. Like Yoda is the only yeah, one Yoda that does that. Weird. <laughs> He's um, just a weird dude. Which was probably a, I wonder if that like in the writers' room was that like pitched like we're just gonna do our normal. Or someone's like, hey, you know what? Let's be like Yoda's actually a little eccentric and he's weird with his. With <laughs> he's just a weird dude. Yeah, exactly. But initially, that's, I yeah, it was like yoda with hair like more hair i was like oh that's weird like, how old is this <laughs> yeah this is this is way back in the day when he when yeah. he had a full head of hair also it be, i mean we knew this prior to you know when episode one when we all found out about yaddle but like is yoda just a bald guy in his race too like maybe maybe other or he's very much more older than yaddle and that's he's just lost his that could be old. too yeah maybe yeah exactly i mean we know that we know that yoda is like He's like 900, 800, 900 years old in the events He's of so like the old. They can tell stories of him in his 300s that would be gripping. But then we don't know how he ages, though, because like, you know, Grogu is like 50 or 70 something and still a baby. Right. And he's still like a baby looking thing. So, yeah, who knows? But anyways, yeah, I, I'm on the same page as you, Mark. I thought these were absolutely fantastic exactly what i was hoping for with this and and we didn't get a whole lot of information about these before they came out basically they're just like yeah they're short stories of star wars pretty much is what they said and we're like oh okay cool but i would give this a six out of six because these are these are so i don't know mark do you remember back in the day they used to have these like star wars encyclopedias of like just random random crap facts about like the movies and stuff like that like just stuff you absolutely did not need to know uh about the star wars universe like i remember pouring through those things and being like this is the best i'm getting all this information that was not you know told to us in the the movies like this is exactly that but in movie form and and way better like this is these are each little stories that are fantastic by way like all of these episodes are great storytelling um they do an incredible job of like making us care about each of these characters in the very short time that we have with them um so but they the go into the posse there where you said like random books that just like just fillers of like so much like useless 
you know, right. in quotations, yeah. useless knowledge. I remember seeing a book, and I wish I would have purchased it. It was a few years ago. That it was like a Star Wars book of like topography and geography, like map stuff. And I was like, I love that. I love that kind of stuff. And I was like, I should have purchased it when I saw it. And I, I feel like such a anywhere. nerd when I talk about stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I, I love it so much. Well, it's I'm, so I'm, great. I'm with you. I'm piggybacking on you with like that type of just like, you know, the useless knowledge of Star Wars or any fandom, really. But that's like, you know, that's why we love it. And that's what the show is about. It's like it's these like in between. Ep- that's why people love Rogue One, because it, it ties episode three, right. and episode four yep. to like how that stuff happened or like, you know, 50 years of like who got the plans? Like what what were the people that went through all that trouble to get the Death Star plans? And we get to see it. And I think that also it ties up. Oh, I was going to go into Andor. We're not we're not there yet. Not there yet. Not there yet. But just like, hold the on. show is just like and then the, the final episode where it's like Ahsoka, you know, joining the rebellion basically and defeating the Inquisitor, which initially when I saw the the screenshot of it, I was like, are they doing like a, a Darth Revan thing? Which then ties in like if they can do that's oh, if they yeah. do this, they can do Darth Revan stuff, which I think they might be doing something right. in mm-hmm. that world. But like you I know, can see that. Doing these shorts, I think they're gonna find out this is like just enough content where like they could probably keep doing it and people are gonna love it. Absolutely. And I I, you hit the nail on the head here. Like, okay, so Dooku specifically, this is an area of of prequel Star Wars that has been long criticized as like Dooku, like where the heck did he come from? What is his backstory? Like, why? Like, what what is it about Dooku? And we don't get much information about him in the prequels. They do that on purpose to keep him like a mysterious villain. If you're a legit, if if you're a mega fan, Isaac, you have then read, you would have read novels and blah. You would blah, have read yeah, Dooku yeah, Last Jedi Lost, which <laughs> I've I you know have listened okay, to sure. and get his background, but like yeah. okay, like but all anyways, the basically out <laughs> it's there. It's there. Like, you're it's there. Fan, you just have to go like, find I it. I want to know Dooku's background. <laughs> you're like, I'm not reading a 500 page book. Screw that. I'm not listening to nine hours of Audible. Screw that. <laughs> Like, it's all out there. I get you. Like, we are definitely in a society where, we, you know, we live in a society. We live in a society. Exactly. Where, um, like, our content has to be given to us basically through imagery. and Spood feed us y- through yes. easy, easy things which, to consume. I always, like, again, I go back to, like, if they can do Tales of the Jedi, you just take all the books. You literally have years of content right. just doing those books in okay. six episode short stories. Yep. And, I'm getting to that. And Disney would just make... Here I am making another pitch to make Disney even billions of more dollars. Do you just see the billions <laughs> like fly over there? They're, yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, you're commanding oh, them you're, as you're waving your hands like, around like I with have the force. So many of those books from the 90s and like 80s and early thousands. Oh my where it's gosh. Like, you know, none of it's really canon anymore. But like you literally could do that stuff. And yeah. These these like Star Wars fans that hate the new stuff are going to come back and be like, well, I got to go check it out. And they're going to go yeah. check it out and they're probably going to love it, even though they'll be right. online, like, you know, eating their waffle syrups and, you know, talking about <laughs> it. So, you know. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, as I was saying, Dooku, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you totally derailed me, but that's totally fine. I absolutely agree with everything that you just said. But anyways, Dooku is this mysterious figure that like the casual fan that has not read the 80s and 90s novels and backstories and everything uh which they wouldn't be 80s and 90s because yeah, obviously he's a character from the prequels Dooku but lost jedi is a newer book so <laughs> okay good thank you thank you mark yeah. for the clarification but anyways us casual fans Cash. uh we're we're like watching these like this is a whole a whole backstory in oh, yeah, three like, he's why, in three episodes like why does he of have like count 
Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. That's you, you, another in interesting point there. <laughs> but anyways, like this is, this is just fantastic content and this is okay. This is where we're heading. And you already mentioned this multiple times. The floodgates have opened with this series to the star Wars universe. They can literally do anything with these shorts and I will watch them. And oh, yeah. I absolutely will be 100% down with anything that they do. They can take some of this extended universe stuff, make it canon. I mean, technically, a lot of that stuff is not canon as as Disney would canon. say it, but they can, some of that a lot of that stuff is not necessarily antithetical to the what is canon yeah, now. It, so it they can make that stuff canon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like the flood in my eyes, this series opens the floodgates like they can do anything they want with the Star Wars universe with these with these little shorts and Tales of the Jedi. I think this is fantastic. Six out of six. Um, The only thing that I was like a little peeved at was that last episode that you mentioned the Darth like the okay, this Inquisitor Inquisitor. has like this Darth Revan looking mask, right? Like and it looks epic it looks well awesome. i thought it was gonna be him because it's like that looks beat up I was right like, it, like looks, it looks it looks awesome story. i was like let's buckle up and boys. and when he whips out his lightsaber i immediately saw that it had the curved handle yeah, it, it was an inquisitor, like, oh, inquisitor lightsaber yeah. and i was like ah shoot i i was a little bummed by that but still this dude looks awesome he looks super ba like this is gonna be an awesome episode and then ahsoka just chops his head off and it's like the Oh, okay. Like this dude looked like he could be a really cool character, and now he's just well. Now he's just it. dead. So this has got to be post episode three, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Inquisitor, and then they have Inquisitors. So like, are we right. assuming like is this Inquisitor a former Jedi that was you know if you think right. of like the Force Unleashed games was yeah. he you know manipulated through like robotics to be like controlled by the Empire. Or was it like a newbie that has been recruited? So like he just looks badass, but like to normal people, mm-hmm. he's like a monster. But to someone who's experienced, right? Soka, to somebody who actually nothing. has yeah. right the the four, yeah, and that that definitely could be. And I that's mean, a good logical explanation for it. There'll be one show where like Obi Wan goes up against some of the Inquisitors. It's like yeah, they're not matched to him, yeah, especially the other right. ones. So it's like you know, it is what it is. True, yeah, but I mean, I but I agree, I agree with you. It's like, you, like I was I like bummed because. Epic. Yeah. Exactly. I was bummed because I liked this character. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she just chops his head off and I was like, oh, OK, I guess we're I guess we're not going with this guy. Well, we're we're, we're going to roll with somebody how else. Experienced and powerful Ahsoka is. I think that's true. What it really shows. And that and that does like make sense. And I, I, I still love that episode because, I mean, the turning point, you can see the turning point in her mind that she's like, OK, I do actually need to help the resistance or you know the rebel you know whatever they were called at the time like i need to like get into this and i need to like help this along so that was really cool to like see her change but again every single one of these shorts is just it's very well done the storytelling is fantastic obviously the animation is incredible like along the same lines as the as the Clone Wars um, TV series, and especially this last season, you know, the Clone Wars season seven that dropped last year, like great, great animation. So man, I'm so excited about this. And I really, really, really hope they keep going with it. Cause man, they can do anything they want. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like Dave Filoni is such a fan. And I love seeing the meme where it's like 
Dave Filoni and John Favreau, like you know, writing the stories for Star Wars. It's like two little kids playing with Star Wars toys because like <laughs> they Dude. love this, this stuff so much. Yeah, that's what makes it so. They what they've done is made so good is because they are true mm-hmm. fans and they want to be true to source material. Versus yeah. like you know when you go to like you know the Marvel movies and shows, it kind of teeters a little bit because it's like you know there's so much stories and different like storylines that like I, that's what happens versus star wars it's like you can't really do that to star wars fans as much because yeah. star wars fans are the are typically the worst fans amongst each other so mm-hmm. yeah i mean they still have <clears throat> in my opinion star wars fans still take the cake for the worst fandom mcu fans are really barking up their heels at this point but but i but think star MCU, wars fans are still but see what i agree with you because a lot of MCU fans are more new since 2008, since like, you know, the movie started getting big. That's true. So like yeah. there's more modern people versus like Star Wars, you know, it really got big in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So you have all right. these like boomers, old people, right. And young, and young Gen X people who like are so passionate about the first three episodes. Right. That like, there shouldn't be like, there's people that say there shouldn't be anything more beyond that. And it's like, right. Yeah. That was they're never like George Lucas's vision. Right. And and because of those fans is why George Lucas sold the franchise. True. So, yeah. There it yeah. Is. They they beat him down to to nothing and he just gave up on it at, at some point. And I don't know. <clears throat> Since that point, Mark, do you think <laughs> do you think we're going in a good direction of Star Wars oh, in general? I, I would say I, I shouldn't say as long as Dave Filoni will be in good hands, because I'm sure they'll be so, they'll replace, you know, if he eventually he'll probably retire when he's in his hundreds. <laughs> Some, someday, I mean, like, I, just feel like I hope yeah, he's in his 80s when he does, but... <laughs> I would say, I think, yes. If they let people, like, be able to work without restrictions in this world, and then, like, people who are passionate for the characters, just like in any, you know, IP out there, I think they'll do good, and I think they'll mm-hmm. have success, and I hope there is more. I hope there is continues i love star wars i'm a guy who's yeah. like give me anything star wars i'm gonna love it yeah and i've yet to be disappointed so i hope and get more. i mean yeah exactly and they're they're showing with this series and with andor that you can do so much more with star wars than just a cool sci-fi action series so mm-hmm. there it is there's our transition into andor Look, I get it, you're lazy, and coffee from the grocery store is just as good as ordering from somewhere like Mini World's Tavern, right? Wrong! That's dumb, and you should feel so dumb for thinking that. Does your local grocery store donate a portion of their proceeds to charity? Actually, you know, if they do that, that is kind of awesome, but we guarantee that Mini World's Tavern does that! Besides, it's not like your grocery store provides an amazing monthly blend with added RPG-themed bonuses. That's a limited edition Mini World's Tavern exclusive, baby! They are the online coffee brand that's perfect for game night. Guys, I should know! Before every podcast and every time I go live on Twitch, I fill an entire bathtub full of great old one, and I do my best Lord Harkonnen impression. Guys, grab a bag for yourself right now. Go to www.miniworldstavern.com slash theinfinitybros, all one word. And guess what? You're going to save yourself 10% at checkout. Prequel series to Star Wars Rogue One in an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue. Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. 
um, series that is currently running on Disney Plus. I believe there is 12 episodes in this season, and we just hit episode nine with this week. So because I'm so used to Marvel's shows only being six episodes, I got this episode six. Like, oh, that's weird how they ended it like that. And like went to <laughs> realizing there's more episodes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And this is this is really a break from uh, Disney Plus's kind of like formula that they've been doing TV shows with. Because yeah. Obi-Wan was nine episodes. I thought it was only six. I remember. Six. Was it only? No, you might be right. It was only six. I'll look it up. Um, But like they've been doing these shorter series, um, especially with the Marvel shows. You know, they did the six kind of miniseries format. A lot of people, including us, have been six episodes. A lot of people, including us, have been very critical of that format. Um, They did it the six episodes with Obi-Wan and. Don't get me wrong. Obi-Wan is a great show. Like, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Agreed. I think if you're going to do six, if you're going to call it a six episode miniseries or whatever, do it hour long episodes. Like, give us us more meat. Yes, yes. And I will say, I think I liked Obi-Wan as a miniseries, as a six episode series, more than any of the Marvel miniseries or six episode series. Even so. That one, uh, it's up there. On the podcast. Oh boy, it's that's close actually. Luckily, WandaVision has nine episodes. That's why it's so good. <laughs> that one doesn't. I wouldn't even put WandaVision up there. So that doesn't. I think I would. It's up there. Mm-hmm. I actually put so on my list of Marvel shows. Um, Loki is my number two. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight was number one for me. See, and I think Moon Knight would have been better off if it was an hour long. You could have given Yes, it, to it could have been much better. But that just goes to show like all of these series, including Loki, I think, could have been a lot better if they had not stuck with this six episode forty minute sure. formula. Like if that even for a lot of these shows. Forty minutes, but actually ten minutes of <laughs> but ten minutes of it is credits. Yeah. Uh man a lot of a lot of people have been, including us again, have been very critical of the six episode formula and or they come out breaks away from that breaks away from it in so many ways. Number one, they announce immediately when they announce the show, they're like 12 episodes. They already greenlit season two a long time ago. I don't know. Is I don't know how long ago two? it was. Yeah. Like yeah. There's the, a season two. The actor said he was done with it unless he meant like done with the character once yeah they already greenlit a season two and it's already showing up at imdb right now so i don't know exactly the details on season two but i mean we're not sure you end it with him running into um generoso right maybe um end the show maybe with that i don't know if you end the season with it I don't oh, know. Maybe no, you no, do. No. You wouldn't you end this season with it. But I mean, the show you'd end it with. Like, the whole Right, thing. right. Done, the show. Done the yeah, wrap okay. it up, you end it with, like, right. Going to there. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got you've got a decent amount because this show is set five years before Rogue One. So you've mm-hmm. got a decent amount of time that you can kind of play with here. Um, you know, just kind of forming it's the roots of the of the rebellion. And yeah, I think there's a lot of cool things to explore. And we're we're gonna get into it here but man it's already done so an incredible job of that the most fascinating part i found with the show 
as a whole. And maybe you guys talked about it, right? Because I know you and Jarrett talked about it, right? Uh, yeah, I think we honestly, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I think the like maybe first two episodes we reviewed or something. So the episode where you find out that he's from a planet that like had no contact with the outside world. And they live like indigenous people. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that is such a mind boggling concept of yeah. like these people not knowing anything about space travel. Right. In ship, Star Wars. In Star Wars. A ship crashes on them. And then basically they basically all get taken and go and live amongst other planets in a sense. Yeah. I thought that was so. And then it tells a whole story. Like it's basically an immigrant story. And then on top of that, it's like, you know, then also crushing soul crushing you know people because of the empire's grip on everything oh it's it's Andor. like i know we say it and we have friends that say it it is a show that is slept on by many mm-hmm. and underappreciated Absolutely. and tells such a gripping story in a star wars world without the main players that you would think yeah. were needed for a star wars exactly story. like okay coming into the show let's just like rewind it a little bit are were any of us really excited about the show? Because I can say that I was not. I was like, why do we need this show? Like, this is... I, I didn't even remember casting Andor from Rogue One. Like, I liked Rogue One a lot. But, like, I was like, oh, I don't remember this guy very much. So, like, Besides sure. the Star Wars show, yeah, I wanted to see it. But, like, him, as, I was like, I thought it was a little weird that, like, out of all the characters you could choose from to, like, do just a show solo on, I thought that was kind of weird. But... Yeah. I mean, just just yeah, it's, wild. it's like that in the Chippendales movie. It's like, did we want yeah. it? And then we go watch it. Like, oh, this is actually what we wanted. This is actually the best thing ever. Congratulations, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, though. But like I watched this trailer initially and I'm like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. Like I'm I'm like more interested now. In the first like two, three episodes, I was like, this is this is pretty good. Like, this is good. <laughs> this is better Episode than six. Yeah. Episode six hits Which and holy crap, like up until that point, episode six might be the best single episode of Star Wars TV is that in history. They, is that when that's when they the that's money. when they finally pull off the heist. That's right. OK, yes, that's right. Because that's that's episode. I, thought, I was like, oh, this is a cool way to end it. And then I was like, yeah. stop watching it for two weeks. And then I came. Yeah. Back. Like, so they finally pull off this heist and like through through. I will give them credit, like through the first five episodes, it is a little bit slow building, which is fine. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays and we've talked about it on the show, we've got short attention span. So we're like, oh, action. I need something. I need something. I I feel like that's something I've like advocated for. It's like that's what's if you do it right, a slow build show. But you need you need longer episodes. You can't do like six episodes. Yeah. The slow yeah. build with a bigger like there's going to be a big payoff at the end. We're going to oh, get a big yeah. payoff. We've already had so, huge payoffs and there's going to be a bigger payoff at the end of the season. So that was a little joke in the beginning. It's like, when, when are they going to finally do this heist? It's like three episodes <laughs> yeah. into this heist. They build this up happen? so much. Yeah. And and it's so important. Like I'm like sitting here watching these episodes and my heart is pounding. Like I'm like, this is so intense and it's so weird because like there's nothing really happening at that exact moment. Like there's there's no battle being fought. There's no lightsabers flashing. There's no nobody's getting choked out with the force or something like it's literally just people plotting. There's people like preparing. There's you know, they're doing all the stuff to get ready for this heist. 
and it's so engaging and so intense. And I'm like, why is this so interesting right now? Like, this is this is incredible. And then they finally pull off the heist. That was oh, my gosh, that was such an incredible episode. Um, Just like they finally get around to doing it. And maybe the most intense episode I've watched up until that point. But now, and characters get killed. Things like you and know, characters get un- killed. Yeah. Unexpected, like oh, they're killing that oh guy. Gosh. Oh, that guy's getting killed. Like oh my gosh, like the, the okay, the one that got me was uh, uh, Nemec, right? So like okay. Nemec is this kind of like naive guy who's got all these like ambitious ideals of like you know the rebellion and stuff like that. So we go through this heist, and a couple of their members get killed off, um, and Nemec is at the end here, they they finally are getting out. Um, they don't, like, some of the, like, containers of gold or, you know, whatever material it is Credits. don't get secured. Yeah. One slides down and s- snaps his spine. I, when that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is brutal. And I think that's <laughs> Just, what makes the show so good. Like, the, like, that episode as a whole. Yeah. So good. It's like, we're not, like, in a fairy land where everything's hunky-dory no like there are real consequences that these people there are stakes themselves through yeah these for, are high stakes for the rebellion and i think that's what the story is telling it's like there are people being pushed down so hard by the empire right they are willing to do anything and granted it's cassian who's like navigating the plane or right. the ship. but mm. like you know it's it's like that's the stakes are so high what they're doing right where and it's, it's so weird because like if you're looking at it and at, at a global or like universal scale galactic scale. i mean it's it's galactic scale it's not really that big like it's kind of a big deal but not really that big um it's kind of started to create a stir which we see in the next well, three episodes exactly the isp is like, like investigating yeah, it or whatever or that, uh, but like the character each like figures it out right yeah. each individual person in this episode the stakes are as high as they possibly could be Right. And you see that through each character and how they are acting, how the fantastically acted show, by the way, by all of these actors, Diego Luna leading the way as Cassian Andor, every single actor in the show has been incredible up to this point. I think this I think this show might honestly and, be my favorite show of the year by the time it's done. And I, I love that in these future in like, you know, these post prequel like movies and shows they've kept everyone with an English accent. Like that's the world we live in. Mm, yeah. They're, like a lot of, like the majority of people who it's talk. It's like the common language. English, yeah. Where it's like, they had, what is it? The episode, episode eight where Saul Guerrero shows up and he's like the only, mm. like basically the first person you've heard that doesn't have an yeah. English accent. Right. Well, and it totally, it's actually like so Star Warsy that like all of the uppity high society high class people they all have the english accents and then uh-huh. like cassie nand or um saw Guerrero, all these like normal people yeah. have like just normal english not not english like british accents like yeah. english accents so i was just like this is yeah this is fantastic so anyways one thing i wanted to point out in that episode too is that like first of all i and we talked Jarrett and i talked about this in our episode that we reviewed but episode one starts off with Cassie Nandor murdering two dudes in cold blood, which I did not expect at all. I was like, I wouldn't say it was necessarily cold blood. He didn't just go out there to kill him, but you know, well, sure. But like, he still did it and it showed it. And it was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. This, 
that set the tone for the series. I would. Yeah, think. it did. It did. And then at the end of episode six, Cassie Nandor. Conf- well, it's not even a confrontation right away, but like um, what's his name? Shoot, I forget his name. Um, the the kind of the guy that Cassian like, ends up killing. I oh, I, I forget his name too, but I know what you're talking about where he just um, at the end of that episode he yeah he he like knows he's like basically he knows he's gonna betray them, and he mm-hmm. just like just like that one I would say is more motivated. But yeah, that one would be more cold blood where he just like without Skeen. hesitation yeah, just like yeah. takes him out. So like he so he has this confrontation with Skeen outside the door, and Skeen's like hey, we should just like steal all the money and run like screw these guys. And Cassian is like, no, just whips out his gun and shoots him. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like the same feelings that I had in episode one repeated here. I was like, I did not expect that. Like you, you, it's Star Wars, right? Like you expect all these characters to be like generally good and like, oh, yeah, like, oh, we're going to do the right thing in each situation type of thing. They've made no. these characters grounded and real. That's yeah, that's very grounded. So good. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, you have all these little subplot stories mm-hmm. with like the senator, um, with the other guy who was part of the the other like police force from the other world. Yeah. Who's now are, are they in Coruscant? Um, but yeah, now like yeah, kind of I believe in, in so. Last yeah, few episodes finally like because mm-hmm. he's made so many reports that the one uh, I forget her name, the lady who's like kind of in figuring out that, hey, there's something going on here. There's some rebellion going on here. Mm-hmm. There's all these like little things that were going off, mm-hmm. not being shown, that he kind of gets involved. And then they're finally, what, trying to, they actually find out, or trying to hunt down Cassian. And he's actually in prison for like basically doing nothing. That's how crazy it gets where it's like, the Empire's now arresting people and doubling their time because mm-hmm. of the, these rebellion, like, you know, situations that are going on. So, right. Yeah, so it'd be int- I, I can't wait how those stories unfold because we know yeah. the senator nothing bad really happens with her because clearly she still stays. A yeah, because she's yeah exactly, and she's she becomes the face leader of the rebellion. You yeah. know, in in Rogue One, so we know obviously. I mean, we know the history, the future of a lot of these characters. Yeah. Um, so we know kind of what happens, but we're learning some of their backstory. Which Mon Mothma, I mean, like, uh, you know. To me, when I was watching the old ones as a kid, I didn't even know she had a name. Yeah. I thought she was just some random like rebel person that was like there, like doing all the presentations and stuff. You know, <laughs> <Here's> a presenter. <laughs> Here's a <our laughs> presenter person. And here we are learning her backstory. And like she's telling us all these like childhood things. And like, you know, we're 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 seeing the beginning of the rebellion through through all these things that she's doing. it's just like, and wow. And with her story, we're learning that, like, you know, since, you know, the Emperor has gotten more power, that they've, like, you know, her driver, he can't be trusted because, like, the banks can't be trusted because it's new faces. Like, how much of, like, how much just, like, seeding the Empire's doing to, like, have mm-hmm. legit full control over everything yeah. and every whisper. It's, uh, right. it's a wild. Yeah. This is beautifully set up beautifully playing out right now so we're so we're up to episode nine right now yeah um i'm I'm gonna backtrack a little bit so we're getting like the isb you know investigating all this rebel activity getting more money getting more involved right they can they know uh, something's up they're starting to catch a little whiffs of of the trail um so we got um gosh i'm i'm so terrible with all these all these names of people 
Uh, but we've got the main ISB <laughs> we have lady. That guy, that lady. That guy, the main ISB um, lady who is like kind of Andor. investigating. <laughs> there's Andor, yeah. And then there's He's the guy I do know. <laughs> human Snoke? <laughs> uh, so we've got, gosh, okay, I'm, I'm looking them up here. We're going to go see the cast. We've got this main ISB lady who is like kind of heading up the investigation of all of this rebel activity. Um, and Miro, Miro. So she's uh, Admiral Miro, or I don't remember what her title is, but Miro, she's like investigating all of this stuff. So, and I, I'm sorry, it made me think every time I see her as a commander and the rest of the round table being like old men, are they eventually going to tell us like how like the empire decides to be like, you know what? We're just going to do only white men as our leaders. <laughs> like it's our eventually got to be told that like, no, no one, no female, no person of color anymore because we're the empire and the yeah. empire can only be human male people. Right. And, and then, but here, but he, he here okay. This, I, th- I think that's hilarious, but here's actually this, this series breaks the mold a little bit because we're actually getting like backstory on some of these, empire people yeah like we're getting we're getting to know miro and obviously she still is like sadistic like and she's like using this doctor to like torture people and give information and stuff like that but we're seeing some glimpses of humanity in some of the things that she's doing sure not enough to make anything you know like excusable that that she's doing but But i think is the last episode where they decide like oh we're gonna go kill a pilot and set up make it look (laughs) bad and that was her suggestion i'm like and they're just like yeah just make sure you know everything it's fine don't leave back to you (laughs) yeah basically so anyways but it's interesting getting to know the backstory of these people who we all assume are just like basically nameless faceless empire people who do the bidding of the main empire person type of thing uh, um company. yeah the emperor you know <laughs> generally but then the also guy. on top of that this last episode oh my gosh this was a banger of an episode holy crap okay so cyril karn he's like this like random like security officer who gets like caught up in all of this cassie and andor stuff and he's like becoming obsessed with this case all of a sudden turns stalker in this because uh, Miro visits him and is basically like, we know you know about this. Like, give us all your information. And then she promotes him at his job. And he all of a sudden gets this idea of like, oh, like, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And well, what was it? the she creepiest word for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The creepiest Star Wars interaction that exists. <laughs> right. Like the dude tracks her down. To her work. Knows that and she's going to conf- be there. Yep. <laughs> knows that she's going to be. He's been watching her. He says to her like, oh, I know like where you go. I know you or, like I know where you're going to be at like type of thing. Like so stalkery. So creepy. <laughs> and this guy uh, like so he confronts her. She tries to leave in the middle of his sentence, which I think is the the best thing about that whole interaction. She's just like, this dude is nuts and just like tries to leave. And he's just like gets in front of her and stops her. Man, isn't that the craziest stalker slash creepy interaction yes, in it, Star it Wars is. right now? It would be if she didn't hold so much power. I don't know why that like makes me like feel it less, but like right. knowing where he's coming from, where he basically like, I he did overstep when he was back on his old job. I do think that right. but he was trying oh, yeah, to solve absolutely. this murder and it was like had actually good leads 
and then right. just gets like pushed to the side and then you basically he has to move back in with his mother and like that interaction is wild too <laughs> like yeah, start true. dad for the guy i think it's like this obviously craft job <laughs> and like he i think we're gonna get where like he wants to be part of the empire and like help vampire and i wouldn't be surprised if like he gets that position and learns that like nope that's not what i want to be a part of it becomes part of the rebels so really like, you think yeah, so, that guy is gonna be par- become a rebel maybe i mean i wouldn't be surprised like you know that dude is like is the biggest the <laughs> rebellion is built on hope that guy is the biggest empire lapdog I I, i've I ever know. seen I, in my entire feel, life like, i i think there if they do a good payoff it wouldn't be surprising it, it, if he turns out to be like you know so, ends up being a good okay guy, given different circumstances that might happen so miro crapping on him miro does something to break his heart Yep. And that's that's the turning point for him. He's like, yep. oh, I guess she I guess she doesn't love me. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the turning the point mom. for him. It's like, you know, are you going to find like a, like a woman to marry or whatever? <laughs> so it's like clearly this dude's like in love with her. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm just like and there's only three that, more episodes left. So like, I was like, that such a weird turn, though, because like I was like when when that interaction, like I obviously knew he had some kind of obsession with her, but I thought it was like just related to the case. But when that interaction happens, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, All righty, then. Now we have a true stalker in Star Wars. So (laughs) here we go. But, man, everything from episode six on, I feel like every interaction between any of these characters, um, any minute detail that is happening, everything has been building the tension in this show. Like, again, we're just watching people do everyday things. Mm -hmm. And my heart is pounding like really hard during these episodes. Like it's it's crazy how intense these episodes are. Get to the prison. Oh, the prison, man. Oh, okay. let's talk about the prison. Okay, well, like the the, you're basically the last few scenes in the last episode. Anyways, you talk, you go on, you go on, and then we'll get to that. Okay, okay. So the prison. So we got Cassie Nandor. He like gets his his cut of the of the heist, goes yep. off and goes on vacation. Yeah. Um, gets picked up by the Imperials for literally just like messing, running, running away, running. Yeah. Yeah, and he's using a different name, so they don't know he's Cassie Nandor. Um, which is kind of hilarious, actually. Like it, it's it's so funny oh. that there's this giant Imperial like empirical system yeah. and he just gets lost in it. Like they and, have and no idea no where he is. Facial recognition, like technology that they have. That's why I that <laughs> you would think so with all the technology that they have. But anyways, it's, it's kind of, it's ironic, but still like, I, I enjoy that. We have, we have this like weird dichotomy of like, he's within the Imperial system mm-hmm. and they still are looking for him and can't find him. So anyways, he gets caught by the Imperials, sentenced to do like manual labor for like, I don't know, what was it, like six years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's six years because they had just uh they upped like the, the like doubled the sentences because of the rebel right. stuff that's been happening. So Yeah. So they double the sentences. He gets six years for literally running away from they don't even he doesn't even do anything bad, but he because he ran away from them, he gets six years in this uh M- empire and like prison no, no judicial system it's like you just get sentenced no and that's it yeah she's she's just up there literally going through the line like six yeah. years 10 years 
three years, you know, like just sentencing everybody. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Which totally like I I think that's exactly how it probably would go with like, you know, local systems intermixing with with, you know, the empire and and stuff like that. So he gets sent to this prison. Um, Andy Serkis shows up and this Andy Serkis is probably almost my favorite part of the show. And he's only been in two episodes three episodes and with like i didn't know he was going to be in the show and it's like i didn't either you, you don't complete shock like you don't cast him and maybe the, they did just anyways but it's like you don't cast him if you're not gonna like sneak in snoke somehow or like he gets captured right by the empire i just i don't know that's interesting that's because, interesting like, he i never even snoke, had that thought so like I just find it so, and granted, like, you know, Snoke looks totally different, but it's not like he changed mm-hmm. his voice at all to be this character. Right. It sounds, you know, mm-hmm. anyways, it's just, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. Okay. That's a bonkers comparison. I've never even thought of that one time. So congratulations to you, Mark. You've, you've officially dragged us down into the weeds. I didn't well, think I, we were going to get into the weeds. So like, yeah, I'm watching this episode. episode. <laughs> I didn't expect him are. to show up and there he is. It's like, okay, he's a prisoner right, already in the empire. So I just feel like he's got to end up somewhere where he's in the emperor's control. Gosh, wouldn't that be so wild if he turns out to be Snoke? (laughs) Well, Snoke's a clone. I mean, anyways, so it's like, and that's the other thing, like the emperor wanted clones with people with force power. So like, does this Mm -hmm. guy have force powers? So like, that's, I don't know. It's a lot of of weed thinking, but it could be too much. It could just be like, no, we just casted him to be a red herring to everybody mm, to throw him off yeah. the scent to what okay. we're actually going to do. Not not thinking about any of that, because that is absolutely not where my mind went. Well, okay. Andy Serkis. So Andy Serkis is... He's um, great. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's this, like... Uh, I don't know what would you call him. He's like a a line like leader of of yeah, like part of this like, factory yeah. in the prison or whatever. He's, f- he's basically like the the floor manager for yeah what they're doing yeah basically and and like so he's he's like they're all working out their sentences. Um, yeah. He's like initially when we meet him, he's like I've got whatever two hundred and seventy days on my sentence or something like that. 249 don't screw this up for me yeah um i'm almost out of here you know all that stuff and my gosh this guy is one of the he's like might be one of my favorite actors right now like he is in everything right now he i mean he started i don't think he's he did have some acting roles like prior to the he lord of the rings in, and being golem and our, stuff into our vision through golem he yeah, exactly. Gollum, so, you know, there. you know, he's got range. Um, he's directed but, Venom, Venom 2. I mean, that's true. He did. I didn't even yeah. think of that. That's right. Venom he did. 2, not the first one, I believe. Venom 2. Yeah. So he's he's expanding. He's expanding his rules. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so he see, he is a Kino Loy, um, this basically floor manager, like you said, of this of this prison. And so he initially he kind of seems like he's just going to be a cameo, like side character. Um, he basically is like, just like managing everything. Um, Cassie Andor comes in, you know, starts working with this table crew, you know, like kind of like standard factory prison stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the next episode 
And like stuff is going down in this factory prison, but because they're prisoners, they have no way to so, communicate that between each other. Like there's and, there's a lot of stuff going on, but they they know something's going on, but they yeah. don't really know. So what. and to give more context, to that is these pe- like the guards wear these like Nike looking shoes. But yeah, we find out yeah, that go into the floor that. is tungsten. So like so it's like because they show up the guards have no guns or some guards have guns but like when they when we first see the first three guards they don't have any weapons and then they explain like basically everyone has like a chip implanted them and they can like use this control to like shock everybody yeah and it's like there's different so that's how they right so that's how they control prisoners they don't have i mean you go through these two episodes and there's not many guards around uh, pretty much everything is run by like Operated threat of yeah. right, like like they they will shock they at can certain times. Your, your efficiency and they can be like right. table five, you know, blah blah blah. Efficiency is low. Yeah, right. Low standard. So the so every day the top table gets flavor in their food and the bottom table <laughs> gets shocked. Yeah. That's that's how they run it. You don't want to be the bottom table. You want to get the top table so you can get flavor in your food. And then they go in at night, they have these little cubicles and the floor is like the tungsten or whatever. Guess, so yeah. if you if you go out of your cell at night, you die because it <laughs> it fries you. Any circus character makes I think he was the one who makes a reference like hopefully you're not you don't walk during your sleep. <laughs> yeah, hopefully and I, and I, thought, I thought of Max right away. Max. I was like, Max, <laughs> Max would not last MacArthur very long. Would wake and up and Mark, <laughs> MacArthur would have ended Max pretty quick. <laughs> MacArthur would have had a death wish in that prison yeah. for sure. Yeah, Max would not have lasted long in that prison at all. No, oh, okay. Gosh. So, like, back to that, like, making it like so dehumanizing. Like, the part that to me that was just like, wow, like, just shocking was when they showered. And it's like they're just all the base. All mm-hmm. these dudes are just naked, standing like almost shoulder to shoulder, and it's yeah. like this mist that covers them. Right, right. Like, and oh there's there's gosh. no like, talking. Everybody's just standing still, face forward. Nothing. Yeah. Like you step out of line, like you you get shocked. Yeah. Potentially die. Like you know, like th- that's the threat that they're working with here. Not that many guards around. No. So. And initially they get to this place and I'm like, man, where is this going? Like, is Cassian literally just going to like well, live out his sentence here for the rest well, of this? He, he can't if we're only five years. Remember that five years before. Right. Stuff. So like exactly. He gets, so either something happens or he gets busted out. Mm-hmm. So. Right. So episode nine, the latest episode here, they there's rumblings among, you know, everybody. We got the lines leaders. They kind of like because it was like they a still, lower level. Something. Happened, right. right. Yeah. There's like a lower level apparently that gets the whole floor, the floor. gets fried gets killed, killed. Uh, yep. by the floors because they stepped out of line i don't know we don't know what they did yet but um oh, and then context on that we we know one of the characters on his on his floor or like on his team is mm-hmm. like does sign language to another person like, yeah so that's how they the communicate galley. between the yep. floors but like there's right there's like no real communication that yes. they have to do with kind of like sign language to kind of try to figure out yes. what's going on but so like very limited of that. Yeah. right very limited communication that's another you know like prison tactic they don't let these printers o- prisoners the, communicate only with, the floor with each managers other. can talk with each other that's what we learned right yeah exactly and so so andy circus's character knows a decent amount but he's almost done with his sentence okay. so he doesn't so want to screw anything up remember when he he made a comment when casting first gets there about mm-hmm. like you know you know all his rules and like if you do that and it's like if you're gonna lose your mind or something else keep it to yourself 
Yeah. And then and then there's a scene where you're coming up to where it's like you can you kind of see he's cracking a little bit with everything that's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and each and you know, we we kind of get like camera shots of like different people in this factory area, especially like Cassian's team that he's working with and we in the second, you know, the the um second episode which is the ninth episode we find out that like the old guy that is on their team like he he's like literally having a stroke while they're like working during the day so they're trying to like keep working as this dude like can't even stand up because they don't want to get fried because this guy's probably going to die if if they get fried right so they're like trying to keep him alive trying to keep themselves like going and again it comes back to the intensity in the show. Like they're literally in a factory making machine parts of some kind, which we have no clue what they are, but like this is all they're doing. And this is, this is so intense. Like my heart is pounding. I don't even know what the heck is going on in this show. And, and it's like, it's just crazy to think that again, no lightsabers, no force, no Sith, no Jedi, no blasters even. Like, we haven't even really had much of fight. We had a fight, like, scene in episode six when they were doing the well, heist. Well, and but like the, the scene where they invaded that town and, like, shot up a bunch of people. Yeah, true. Okay, yeah. So we have had a couple, couple like, but fight scenes. Saying, and, not, like, like, not, like, super intense where both parties are really right. shooting at each other. Except yeah, for the heist exactly. Scene, but, like, it's bit, just, you know? it's crazy that we have this show that is so good and engaging outside of star Wars. Like, again, I, I mentioned it before, but this might, by the end of this show, it might be my favorite show of 2022. It might make my Stan Lee's list. Like it's up there. It's definitely in the top uh, six. We'll see where it lands by the end of the show. But like, if you take away all of the star Wars elements of this, which there are granted, there aren't that many star Wars elements of this. This is a good show. Mm-hmm. If you can, you do the same to Obi-Wan. I don't know if that's true because I'll, there's more I mean, granted, expectation right? There's a lot of expectation. Here's a lot. There's a lot of versus Andor. You basically it's a free free for all play of how you want to tell yeah, the story. Right. And granted, again, absolutely loved Obi-Wan. Like this is not a diss on Obi-Wan, but they did. They did a lot of fan service in that show. And that that was part of the reason why they did that show. Yeah. Because that's what the fans wanted. And and I I was one of the ones that wanted that. So I'm not going to complain about getting what we wanted. But this show, Andor, is not relying on fan service. It's not relying on the Star Wars elements or to make the show good. Main player from the Yeah, from the exactly. Series. It's 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 using just literally storyline and and like intense cinematography, like literally just basic, like f- filming and show like making stuff well, to make this show good. And, and it not- fits so perfectly in the Star Wars universe that <laughs> like, uh, how can I not be 100% all in on this? And, and not pussy, pussyfooting around how serious everything is. Right. Like, going back to what we talked about before, where it's like people will get killed. People will get yeah. hurt. Yeah, exactly. Like people have to make decisions. They're going to be the betterment, right, for the group versus an individual, which we get right. at the end of this episode, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and like this is no, 
original like Star Wars trilogy where, you know, somebody gets hit with a big stick and they go flying off and scream, and, ah! and, you know, like yeah. it's like comedic, you know, in a sense, like it's it's not meant to be comedic, but it's still funny type of thing. Like this is not that like this is this is gritty, intense. Like I am just it's on a space Western. Yeah, it's a space western, and and I I've I've said this actually to my brother when I was talking about it. I was like, this this almost feels more like a sci-fi show in general than a Star Wars show. Like it definitely it fits perfectly in the Star Wars universe. So don't don't take that as like a negative, but like I get what you're saying. Yeah, like it it's like, like you could watch this as somebody who's never ever seen anything of star Wars and still like be like, wow, this is, this is a pretty decent show. Like, I, I think I seriously think somebody who's never seen one iota of star Wars could watch this and still enjoy this show. I would have to go back and rewatch. Cause like, I kind of agree with you on that. Cause I'm trying to think like, do they kind of go off the top? Like in the first few episodes, how like seriously like bad right. the empire is. Cause like that's yeah. the overarching thing. Like as fans, we know how bad True. they are. So like yeah. that kind of like that's a character in itself. Of and the that's show. that's it's probably like right. Right. So like, that's a, yeah, that's something right. that like, we probably could have missed because we're huge Star Wars fans. So like yeah. we just take all of that for granted. But we already I, know I all that stuff with you that I think. Yeah. A non I would say a person that doesn't know anything about Star Wars could watch a show and be like, ah, oh, this is a good show. Yeah. So whereas not saying I already say it's a good show no matter what. Right. But like they would say, yeah, this is actually this is really good without having yeah. the, the, the fandom lore behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, again, I think this is fantastic. And then let's cap it off, because I think this last final scene in episode nine has been the best scene in the entire show. So, I mean, I, I mentioned um, this old guy and their team basically is having a stroke. He ends up they call the medical team on him. He ends up dying, but Cassian is, is in there with Andy Serkis's character. And basically um, the med guy comes and he knows a little bit more information about everything that's happening in the prison. And he's very, the, has like a, a, a very somber vibe to him too. Yeah. Right. And he's like ticked. Like he's like, this is, not what I want to be doing right now, yeah. basically, is what is the vibe and you kind of get from he's him. He's also a prisoner because he's wearing that that white. Right. And he's he like doesn't a, have shoes on. Right. Um, yeah, if I'm correct, had, like, I don't think the like med guy has shoes on. So I'm right. assuming so they he must is, be prisoners for medical people that like that's their assignment is. Right. The, yeah. Yep. So that's that's yeah, that's part of, you know, the the prison as well. So mm -hmm. he but he also reports to all the different like, you know, areas of of the factory yeah. prison. He um knows some information so cassian cassian this whole time has been like there's something going on like we need to know like he's pressing andy circus's character and up until this point um kino is andy circus's character i want to say that so i don't keep keep saying andy circus's character kino uh so he has been like pretty resistive to like what cassian is kind of putting off like he's like yep. no i don't want to mess things up like yeah, i, I i'm out of here 200 plus days out of the way and right be yeah i want to just get out of here just put my head down do my work get out of here so don't screw this up he, like that's the attitude he's taking these and then you just see something change because the med guy basically informs them that like the reason there was a 
a big fry of a whole section of prisoners is because one of the guys, one of the new guys that came to the floor just got released from a different section of that floor specifically. Hmm. So there's a little bit of context that we probably missed here, but basically what's happening is they're taking the prisoners. They get off of their sentence and literally just putting them in a different section of the prison. Like they're not releasing the prisoners. So Andy circus hears that and he's like, okay, I'm never getting out of here. So you finally see that switch in his mind. And there's this scene that is just, Oh man, like one of the best scenes I've ever had. Um, Andy circus is kind of processing all of this in this like tunnel thing with all these prisoners and he's trying to get them in line. But at the same time, he's trying to process this and like figure out what he's got to do. And there's, I don't think there's ever been a scene in TV history where you can sense anxiety more well, that, that's the part than where him I, in that scene. The whole like, keep it to yourself. You're going to lose your mind. Right. And, like, he's, exactly. He's cracking there. He's getting that. Like he's that cracking. He's exactly. Like, we actually need to do something to get out of this. Yeah. So he's, he's like, all of a sudden he's, he's barking out orders to guys. Like, we don't know anything like calm down. Like we'll get more information later. And then like kind of under his breath, he's like, if we even like get out of this, like if, if, something is even there to be found. I I forget the line that he actually sells, but he like under his breath, he's like losing it, like you said. And it's just the fact that he is able to keep it together on the outside. But like I'm looking at his eyes and the I mean, he's you can see that he's freaking out inside his head. And that was just incredible acting by Andy Serkis. Again, probably my favorite part of this show so far. I'm I'm really I unfortunately I feel like he's gonna be a guy that's gonna die. Um I think he's gonna like sacrifice himself for like some of the prisoners or something like that. Or be taken point. by the Empire to do cloning, you know, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, maybe that I don't know. Again, that's something that absolutely did not so cross my mind until DNA you said to that. Become Snoke or something. I don't know. <laughs> and so yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, Andy Circus like plays Snoke, like the voice of Snoke, and does like the CGI the mo-cap. like yep. uh mocap. Yeah, exactly. So so I did not even put that together, Mark. So kudos and that's the to thing, you. like did the people who cast it like not think of it or like because that to me it's I'm assuming like, they knew Star Wars world like why, right. why do that if like there's yeah. not going to be a connection or uh, you know, like, I'm not mad about it because like it's a red he... herring to make people like you know right. pontificate on that stuff and it's a red herring for you to pontificate on yeah. <laughs> because again I never even thought of that uh, but yeah I mean like uh, I'm not mad about it because again he's been one of the best parts of the show to me in just a very short period of time that he's that he's been here so definitely not mad about it i don't even know if we gave our ratings yet but i'm i'm and or six out of six it's a six out of six i like i can't say many more great things about this show like it's just wow it's incredible um when i do my review for the stanley's i will be surprised if this isn't in my top six so top six yeah right honestly like man Dude, I'm telling you, this is a top three candidate as of right now, and it could be it could be number one by the time this show is over. If they if they nail that and there is nothing in this show like I I don't know if you got this sense, Mark, but like in all of those um, Marvel miniseries. 
I was almost with almost probably every single one. I was questioning how they're going to stick the landing. And I was like, man, I just how how are they going to put all this together in the three episodes, two episodes, one episode that they have left? I don't know how they can do that and make everybody completely satisfied with this ending. I do not feel that at all with this show. I think that would be in line with that with that with Andor, though, if they do do that, where it's just like you're left with like, oh, okay, this this sucks. As in, like, true sucks the situation they're left in because like that's kind of like the you know no one kind of gets a good hand dealt to them in this show. So yeah. That's how it should but, end. But, you know, it probably ends with him getting out of the prison. Right. I would imagine. Right. But but like I'm saying, like, I don't have any doubt with how they're going to end this season because oh, of what I've saying. seen so far. Yeah. So like saying, not not the characters unlike, themselves. Unlike the Marvel shows where you're right. like, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. But, right. You, you're you saying they're going to do it right here. Right. Is yeah. I have I have zero doubt that they're going to nail the ending in the show because yeah. of how good the show has been. I couldn't say that about any of the Marvel shows. I don't think any of them like WandaVision was probably the one that I thought I was the most confident about. And then it didn't end the way that any of us liked. (laughs) So that was it. After that, I lost all confidence in all of my all of my Marvel shows. But um, but yeah, man, I I absolutely love Andor. If you had. you you better have like watched all of Andor up until this point if you're still listening because um, I was gonna say if you de- haven't checked this out you need to people are sleeping on the show man I think now it's definitely starting to get a little bit more steam online but like up <laughs> until episode six or seven nobody was talking about this I'm just absolutely happy nobody that I've had I have you guys who are watching this so I'm not like out here advocating for you guys to watch it like I was with. <laughs> with literally every other show on apple tv and then, and then you guys pick it up like a few weeks later when everyone's talking about it it's like oh god i started watching Andor. it's amazing it's like i've been, I've been saying that yeah. for a while <laughs> i've been saying that for a well, while that's not the case where it's like you guys have yep. watched it and we uh, like side note across the board like love that show or yeah. love Andor. side note for all mankind is probably also going to be on my top six yeah fantastic show that's your that's your mark plug and go and watch for all mankind yeah go watch it the insight isaac even teased that he might not have a marvel show in his top six for for stanley so like i'm interested I know, guys. What, the, what the other shows are going to be i know guys it's it's going to be a weird wild top six for this year for the stanley's tv shows because there have been so many good shows out this year yeah this this year Ugh. has just been like bangers for content yeah so just one after the other bangers so there might be one that sneaks in so we'll we'll see but it's been there's been so many good shows yeah yeah so that like again there may not be a marvel show from 2022 in my top six um stanley awards at the end of the year it may not happen. I'm going to leave it at that. It's a little tease for you guys to come back and watch the Stan Lee's at the end of the little year. Tease. Little tease. Well, Mark, I think we've, uh, we've, uh, really talked up Andor quite yep. a bit in this episode. Um, is there anything that we missed that you want to talk about? I'm trying to think of any storylines that we missed. Cyril is a creep, dude. That dude is, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if we've had a creepier character in Star Wars up until this point. It'll be interesting to see because of that conversation with um, Skarsgård, I forget his character's name, and Saul Guerrero. Yeah. Like, how does Saul become more involved in these next three episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that'll be interesting. Skarsgård is another one we didn't talk about. He joins the Rebellion, if I'm remembering this right, and right. then leaves it by the time we get to Rogue yep. One. He like yep. factions off again because he's he's too much because he because okay that was one thing I, I loved with that interaction how he basically talks about how there's all these different types of groups in the galaxy mm-hmm. where he's yes. like it's gonna be hard to get them yes. all combined to, to form right. a rebellion and I was like the one that sticks out to me is the human cultus what is that <laughs> what is that <laughs> what so, is that so yeah, dude yeah so okay like, that's a great that's a great great point um, Saw Guerrero is one of those little tidbits in Star Wars that is just so good. Like they just put him a little piece of him in like so much Star Wars media that like I absolutely love every time he makes an appearance. It's yeah. it's just fantastic. When he showed up in um, Jedi Fallen Order, I was like, oh, yes, please give me more. I I can't wait for the sequel to that, by the way, as well. That's going to oh, be. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, that like there's like a little chapter where he was like leading, uh, you know, like a rebel battle. And it was just like, this is awesome. I absolutely love this. Him just showing up in solo um, in Clone Wars Rebels. Did he show up in Rebels or was it Clone Wars? I think he, he showed up in one of them. Dead by Rebels. If I'm, if you're I'm you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Is. So it would have been yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah, because we oh, we saw early saw Guerrero he, in he Clone dies Wars. in Rogue One. Yeah, that's right. Or at least, like, you know, we, we assume he dies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we saw, like, early Saw Guerrero in Clone Wars. Like, yeah. this is, like, way before he was, like, you know, he was still being doing Saw Guerrero things. But, like, yeah. the 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 rebellion was not even a twinkle in anybody's eye at that point. He was, like, he was like still a young man in, in young Rebels boy. when you saw him. Young boy. Yeah, but I, that's an awesome piece. Yeah, uh, it'll be so interesting to see where they go. Like, maybe we get a get a Saw Guerrero, like Tales of the Jedi short. Whew. Whew. Yeah, I'd be into it. Or just a or just a short explaining all of those factions that he said. I kind of want that. I was like, what are a those human cultist mean? short? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Well, guys, if you have any comments on Tales of the Jedi or and or you can join uh, the Infinity Bros universe by joining our Discord server and you can chat with us there. You can go to the check out all of our social media sites and leave us a comment or email us at Infinity Bros or let's see what is it again? Infinity Bros podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, we'd love, love, love to hear your feedback and uh, what you guys are thinking about these incredible incredible pieces of art from star wars and disney um thanks mark for joining yeah. me today it's been glad a blast to be here. i'm always i'm always glad to get for, for the yeah, podcast. always glad to get a chat with old reliable and <laughs> and go dive into the weeds with you there was a like i i literally that thought never entered my mind that like andy circus could have something to do with snoke until oh. you just said that that's why I, that's why they pay me. 
you never know what you're going to get when yeah. you when you listen to a podcast with Mark Jones on it. And thank you, <laughs> Infinity Bros Universe. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast experience. We love you, 3000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.